Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. Ooh, you like that voice? Yeah. It's so much nicer. <sighs> yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inspiration of No. <laughs> Inspirations Beyond <Man>. Sunday Morning. <laughs> it's been a long week. Welcome to Public Access America. I'm Jason. He's Jeffrey. And we are just going to talk. I decided not to script the show because I loved it so much more when we weren't doing that. So I'm not throwing anything. I mean, if there's a story we want to cover, I'll throw it in something. But other than that, I just like getting your fresh take on everything. I did want to ask before we start the show about the theme song. And is, is it too long? Should I just take it out? Should I dump it? Should I keep it? Should I shorten it? These are things I want to know because it's two minutes, two minutes of music right at the beginning. You know what I mean? So I get it. How's your day going? It's going all right. Uh, got some good sleep. <clears throat> I've actually changed allergy meds. So Ooh. like, like I haven't had to take Benadryl at night in order to like still feel somewhat, uh, human when I wake nice. up in the morning. Okay. So, and, and, you know, one of the things about Benadryl is, is that, I mean, you're in a coma pretty much, but mm -hmm. the quality of sleep isn't the same. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, for, you know, the next week or two, as I'm doing this new allergy med routine, that I'll really start to feel some good relief and, and, you know, just be able to enjoy sleeping at night without taking a ton of meds. That's awesome. I used to do that, you know, but now I realized I just, they make me feel jittery and then like they stimulate me in a way I just don't, I don't like so i'd rather just deal with the cold and maybe gargle with salt water or mm. uh, smoke an indica and go back to sleep you know stuff like that yeah yeah that's fair but i did that is an interesting point that we made just before we hit record i was telling you about my coughing attack and the head cold i got and i yeah like i can't imagine if covid is like a percentage worse than just your average head cold i would die i'd kill myself you know what i mean because this is I, awful you know and that's what you know that's one of the things that you know people you know some people have forgotten in this is, is that your regular old cold and flu is still possible to get right now and really bad like it's tough to deal with you know well and god I mean, like i don't know about what florida looks like right now but 
you know, God forbid you need a, a bed here in Washington right now because we're mm-hmm. damn near at capacity. We've had our worst days of the pandemic period these last few days. Right. Our children's hospitals, hospitals are all full. They're all full up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, like uh, Houston did, doesn't have a, ch- uh, a children's bed for 200 miles plus. Right. Well, you know, Louisiana, they're trying to ship their patients to other states because they don't have any beds. Right. You know, I, I get that people like are pissed that, you know, like here masking has returned and there are mm-hmm. people that are pissed off saying, well, you know, why are the rules changing with the virus and what people aren't understanding it's the virus has changed It mutated. This is what we were afraid of is right. that it would mutate into something worse. And by and large, by and large, most of the hospitalizations and deaths are preventable by vaccinations. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part about this. And, you know, everybody's going off about, oh, well, you know, even if I get vaccinated, I can still spread it. Yeah, but your chances of taking up a hospital better now 1%. (laughs) Right. And who are you going to spread it to if everybody else is vaccinated too? Right. And that's, and that's just it is even if you, even if you, are vaccinated and you spread it you know with any luck the people that you're spreading it to now have an actual fighting chance of this being just a cold or a cough or whatever that y'all claimed it was in the beginning yeah so i heard a guy explaining that like he didn't understand that covid meant like a month of straight diarrhea and he was like if i had known like the uh, the side effects of the complicate you just think covid okay here comes the headache or whatever i can't taste but you forget about those little things like diarrhea and like gut pain and headaches that you want to just tear your scalp off and those are the things that people think they can handle until they're put in that situation and then they realize they they shouldn't ever have to handle that or you know in my case where i had breathing problems for 3 straight months mhm and it was, I mean, you know, as, as somebody who's an asthmatic, I know my lungs very well. I have done everything that I can to keep my asthma in check. Mostly mine was sports induced asthma. So mm. very rarely, like when my allergies would get really bad, would my asthma flare up? But for the most part, it was like, you know, if I was physically exerting myself, I knew how to control my asthma and my breathing and really mm-hmm. help myself out. Well, <clears throat> unfortunately that's not the case with COVID. Like it is relentless. I have, I burned through four inhalers in three months. I, I took Z packs, uh, because they just didn't know what I had when, when I first diagnosed, I literally, you know, um, I, I have sleep apnea. So there were times when I was feeling absolutely winded that I would just go lay down and plug myself into my CPAP for a while. Mm-hmm. Just so that way I could get some, some relief in breathing. Right. You almost, that, you're almost ventilating yourself. Yeah. And so you got a bunch of people who are literally, on, you know, they're, they're on BiPAPs because their lungs are shot. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, people are on oxygen because they're not getting enough oxygen. I know several people, I've had a couple of family members that, they're literally turning blue because they can't get enough air. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. bad. I think what scares me most is watching nurses saying, I don't want to do this anymore, you know, and literally leaving the ICU sections of medical medicine or leaving 
I've seen doctors that retire because of COVID. And if, if you're not going to get compassionate care from the medical industry, you're, it's going to be a painful experience for you because they're not designing things in a way that's suddenly going to make you feel better because they, they don't care as much. It's been two years of 24 hours a day shifts for them. And so to watch nurses be like, I can't do this. I, I don't, I can't, you know, this is kids now and it's really tougher after doing what they did and now having to incubate a one month old baby. Yeah. They're giving up. I mean, you know, and that's, uh, that's, that's what is absolutely just sad and frustrating mm -hmm. is, you know, and, and, and they're being treated like villains, you know, right. They're being treated like villains for, you know, offering the same standard of care to everybody else. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's uh, to see that things haven't changed, that people are still screaming while they're being intubated that they can't be dying of a hoax. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an, an, un an untold story. If you follow NIJC on Twitter, which we repost, um, Right now, the GOP is trying to actually deport some of the non-legal assistance that we're getting, and there's a fight to actually get them $15 an hour. And so imagine all of that going on underneath the people that are actually giving you care, that there's a fight within that system just, just, to, just to be here, just to stay here to help you. We're attacking, we're attacking nurses on so many levels. It's just so weird to me because they're like the sweetest I've had bad nurses, but even the worst nurse cared, you know what I mean? Right. Well, it's, it's so weird simply because, you know, this is something that we've talked about, like people in the country that are offering public services that are in public service areas, you know, what is more American than wanting to help your fellow American? Like this mm -hmm. is, this is like, this, you know, they literally traveled across the country, across their country right. to, to, to come be your neighbor and take care of you. Like there's nothing more American than that. Right. I think about the soldier stripping off his uniform and screaming Liberty as he runs into the fight. You know what I mean? It's like, what? You don't want to put a mask on, but this guy has to wear a helmet and a flak jacket and like dig bombs out of the desert for your liberty, but you can't put a mask on for my liberty. It's that daisy chain. And there's just a cutoff there. And people are like, nope, people will do. I don't mind people doing things for me. And I don't mind people I know doing things for other people, but me, no, I'm, I'm out of the fight. I'm there's, about you know, liberty. Well, and that's, you know, like I said, a lot of the people that are, uh, a lot of the people that are sitting there screaming that they're suffocating under the mask are the same people who thought that you could have a 200 pound man kneeling on somebody else's neck and they, they could breathe absolutely fine. Right. Good point. So, so, I mean, you know, this is, this is another one of those things, a lot like back the blue, this isn't about what it's about, <laughs> Nothing you know, ever is. unfortunately, like, here's the thing. If you, if you were talk talk to a shaman about this issue, he would have a different perspective than a politician would. Right. And so it's all who's louder and who are we listening to? There might be a voice that is even more important that we are just not paying attention to because we're so focused on the political angle of everything, but there, there could be an advocate out there that is dead on with all of their observations, but they're not getting out. And that's, that's a frustrating thing that we're you focusing on it this way. 
you know what the wildest part about this is, is I don't know if you read the news out of Serbia here. Mm-mm, so, no. so if you're listening in Serbia, hi. Um, hi. Fuck, what happened? What's going on in Serbia? Come on. Right. So, so story coming out of Serbia is, is that uh, a hermit that lives in uh, some caves up there found out that there was a global pandemic going on and got vaccinated. Wow. That's cool. You know, this dude literally has next to zero interaction with people found out mm-hmm. that there was a pandemic and he was like, yo, put it in my arm. Right. So a, from a neutral perspective, from a guy that doesn't know any of the politics, he just went and got it. So, you know, and that's just, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, you know, for as much as we shit on Russia, sometimes, you know, so far Sputnik V has turned out to be a pretty effective, uh, mm-hmm. vaccine. Right. You know, Sinovac hasn't, but Sputnik right. V has. So I got to give credit to the Russians on 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 their yeah. vaccine too. Yeah, they knew what the heck to get the stuff they needed to make the virus. That's you, or make the, the vaccine. That's make awesome. The vaccine. You know, and that's just it. Is is I in in a in this in a state of pandemic, I do not believe that that vaccine should be intellectual property no i shouldn't that's what i was just thinking russia never should have had to hack anything to get the information to make the the vaccine so to me it's it's one of those things where like i think i think moving forward my hope is is that you know whatever health organizations are in each country and in the world look at is is that you know when we face a global pandemic like when something is actually called and labeled a pandemic is, is that we see a greater sharing of mm-hmm. vaccine information that works. Like all, all of us at this point in time need each other to be alive and healthy. If you want the, the world economy to keep going the way that it is, mm. you know, whether, whether it's, whether it's Africa, whether it's South America, whether it's Asia, whether it's the, you know, Europe, north america yeah a prosperous russia is less likely to attack us you know that's you know it's it's one of the concepts that are frequently talked about uh talked about uh food Mm -hmm. for peace was actually a fantastic read you know places that have stable access to health care places that have stable access to food Mm -hmm. places that have stable access to any number of your your normal goods they're a lot less likely to go fucking around with somebody else <laughs> like that's just that's that's just common knowledge most people are very risk averse and they don't want to fuck up mm-hmm. a good thing that they got going but when they don't have a good thing going they don't give a shit right they don't it's the frog boiling in water thing they think a good thing is a good thing as it's downgraded and they just want to hang on to something that's turned sour you know it's like, this is what I know, like a bad habit, right? Like smoking. This is what I know. So that's what I want to do. And people, yeah. you know, that's the, that's how we are. I think right now it's just in politics, people are just going on their, um, like autopilot. They just autopilot as soon as it turns to politics. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's what's abs- That's, what's just so frustrating is, is that mm-hmm. the, the, the political autopilot has just been absolutely nonsense for mm-hmm. the most part, you know, it's time to, it's time for people to get back to the idea that it's like, I don't have any problems with the Russian people themselves. I don't have any problems with the Chinese people themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't have any problems with most countries people. I mean, 
I, I, I can only say most countries because I can't speak to, you know, knowing everybody's country, but right. you know, all of, you know, for the most part, all of us just want the same thing. We, we want to yeah. have a stable life and be able to have our needs met and just mm-hmm. want to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> right. Exactly. The women in Afghanistan mm-hmm. aren't thinking about Jason and Jeffrey right now, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how it is in the world where they're just trying to live their lives. Like race isn't a reason for hatred. And I don't know. I, let's start there. Like, like that's just not, that's not the way to go. I, I'm just tired of politics. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and, and the, the politicians have been the ones that have been deciding the narrative that's been pushed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and from there, you know, the media pushes the, the, the narrative of the politicians yeah. and, you know, it's, it's a really frustrating circle because then you have a bunch of people that just, you know, go straight into believing some of the most wild nonsense. I gotcha. I knew where I was going. Sorry. I had a senior moment there. Um, so I think an issue is politically one, one group feels that rules are unfair. Mm. Everybody agrees that the rules aren't fair. I think one side wants to go through the process of dealing with that. And the other side wants to skip the process, pick the rules they don't want to follow and yell at everybody else that tells them they have to. So I was talking to somebody about the transgender athlete, right? Mm -hmm. And I talked to them and I explained to them that, you know, estrogen doesn't build muscle mass and wouldn't give a man an advantage in a competition with women that have been making it their whole life. And having a penis once upon a time doesn't give you incredible strength. And I got through to him there and I was so excited. And he said, so, so then is it fair that a track star can, can get excluded for smoking weed? And I had to explain to him that the same set of rules that allowed that transgender athlete to participate are the same rules that disqualified the track star from performing it's rules that decided and those rules were made before the situation not after and i feel bad for the track star but mm-hmm. she knew she knew the rules she knew the guidelines and i i know i understand where she's coming from but it's a rule you can change the rule but you can't just skip over it and decide which one so no the rule says this transgender athlete can perform but we don't yep. like that but you know and so which rules are you picking and it dawned on me they don't like the rules but they don't know what to do about it and donald trump said we'll just fucking tear them down and they're like we like that cut the well, red tape uh, well and 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 like when it came to the whole voting issue it was you know they didn't like the rules so mm-hmm. instead of saying the rules suck and they need to be changed they they cried fraud instead right that's my point and it's you know, that, and from that, but from that point on, it's messaging from, yep. we don't like the rules to, we don't either, but we're working to change them. Let's work together. No, let's just cut them out all together. Everything after that is messaging. You know, and, and one of my more conservative friends finally made, finally made a point that I've been, that we've been making for quite a while is, is that, you know, realistically what needs to happen is people just need to have access to get their ID cards. So that way, all you got to do is show up with your ID card, show up with mm-hmm. your filled in ballot and that's it. That's it. You no, know, that's 
all of these voting rules and regulations that have been put in place Mm -hmm. have been absolutely asinine and they are absolutely about controlling in partisan ways. And what it, what it all needs to boil down to is, do you have an ID that verifies who you are in a state database? Yes or no? Yes. Great. Then, you know, here's, you know, send out, mail out the ballots to everybody. Sure. But you got to, you know, you got to figure out a way that number one, that person that has that ID can, you know, come in, drop off their ballot or, you know, for people with disabilities, make sure you have the mechanisms in place to get their ballot, get their vote counted. Mm-hmm. Sure. They, I think nobody has an issue with the ID rule. I think where it breaks down is we're going to we're going to put an ID rule in and then we're going to exclude certain people from participating through I mean, let's put it online and that eliminates a lot of people in Mississippi, right? Now they can't get their ID and I saw so making it a federal ID might be good. And I'm even hearing people now uh, the pundits saying we can we can order food on our phone, but we can't vote. We have to make it easier for everybody. And I we've already talked about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 so funny. This week I have been yelling at the TV, going, "Yeah, that's what we said four months ago." Like you could listen to our episodes and hear the answers to things that are coming up today. And it's so irritating to me that they're just suddenly like, "Oh, this is you know maybe voting rights is a disability thing." Yeah. You think so? <laughs> right. Like this, this wasn't, this wasn't a difficult, this wasn't right. difficult. Like the, the reality has always been that, you know, mm-hmm. whoever you're impacting the most, that's how you need to adjust the rules. It's like, <clears throat> like when you think about it, it's like, why does it cost $75 to go get a state ID? Good question. You know, mm-hmm. that's and, my point. You're, you're pricing people out of the ID that you're requiring. And exactly. If you get and that's people- and that's not a, that's not even a Republican or a Democrat issue. I mean, that's here right. in the state of Washington. That's the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. That's probably the state of Florida. I don't know. have an ID because they want me to get my birth certificate, but COVID wouldn't allow me to get my birth certificate because there was nobody there. So it was like I can't get a Florida ID. But you want a piece of paper from 1971? Like I'm here. I want to register and let you know I'm here you don't want to know I'm here. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that I can't get an ID for where I've lived for two years. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you know, for the, like, uh, some places where it's like, you know, I show up with a U.S. passport and then they're like, do you have a state ID? I'm like, what? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Now you can take my credit card, right? Because I'm, I'm paying you for the ID and my credit card validates who I am. You know what I mean? I don't right, understand because, why because you, you have to have you have to have all of that information in order to get your your, right. your your credit card. You know, like the idea that you know some of these ideas of what what looks safe. Like, oh well, you have to have you know uh, like a public utility bill to prove mm-hmm. that you yeah. are. It's like it's like okay, I'll play this game. Who's to say that I haven't taken somebody else's ID, registered a house under their name, registered mm-hmm. a public utility under their name? Like, right. I get it, you know, but for fuck's sake, like, this is one of those things where mm-hmm. the moment somebody's born, they should ha- have an ID on them anyways. Sure. Like, in terms like, just something, something simple and stable. We have the technology, and it can get upgraded every time that they need to get it upgraded. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. difficult. It isn't. No, 
but it's made difficult for reasons to keep people out of the process. Absolutely. And it's actually, honestly, it's kind of like just throwing bricks in your backyard and letting the grass grow. You keep throwing these things out there. Eventually, when you want to do something, it's impossible because there's so many bricks in the grass. And that's what yeah. it is. All this is old, ancient rules that have led up to bricks in the grass. You know, so it's, and that's the thing. It's like, <clears throat> it's not like it was 50 years ago when, mm -mm. you know, you could forge a birth certificate really fucking easy. Like mm -hmm. you didn't have to, you didn't have to have, you, you didn't have to be born in a hospital or anything like that. Literally be like, show up. Hey, here's my new human. Here's the information. Cool. Birth certificate. Bam. <laughs> here's my new human. I love that. You know, it's, this is not really the technology is there now in mm -hmm. such a way that, you know, we can get people ID access from the very beginning and make this a lot safer and easier to, con you know, to control. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, at 18, bam, they're already in the system. All they've got their ID. They can mm -hmm. vote. Right. Honestly, that's how I've always felt about Mexico. I think when a child is born, they should be offered. You know, like there's the application they're born. And then one day they're just like, Hey, you got your citizenship and then they can use it whenever they want. They can come mm -hmm. over whenever they want. Cause they've already been verified. We should right. make that process easier because in Mexico, you can't apply until you're 18 and then it can take up to 10 years before you're even denied or approved. And so by then you've built a life in Mexico, right? It just, right. I, I wish we could, and I wish those same people would have dual citizenship. Because I think that's important that they come here and we educate them and tell them, hey, guess what? This is what America is. Do you like it? Bring it back there. I love that, too. You know? Yeah. I mean, to me, like everybody has come up with some really fucking insane solutions mm -hmm. to a really easy problem. Right. And that's and that's what's absolutely crazy about it is, is that this thing is literally, you know, welded, glued, zip tied duct tape together when right. all you needed was a bolt exactly because nobody's thinking about they're thinking about the argument in front of them and not the fire they're talking about the spark but not the fire and then <clears throat> like i try to right. I, what i try and do is like follow things back to the source and like hate right i'm like jealousy can can hate go beyond before jealousy is there a route to the jealousy that causes the hate and i think jealousy is like a core thing so address the jealousy not the hate right and i think in politics it's the same thing we have a border we could do everything we can to protect it or we could do whatever whatever we can to open it up you know and i think we need to get to the root problem instead of the rhetoric like we're constantly trying to bat down the rhetoric to get to the root problem and people keep throwing up the rhetoric mm -hmm. yeah so i um, you know it's 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 just absolutely it's it's insane. So let's do is. some uh, let's do some Democrat bashing because I'm really upset about something. And it's all right. You know, every, this is, everybody this is... in everybody in the universe right right now is so upset with the with the Democrats in the Senate. Right, like mm -hmm. right now we have filibusters going on in uh, Texas. Right, like mm -hmm. police are going to Democrat representatives' doors trying to drag them in so that they can get a vote for 
you know, and all these people, they, they flew to Washington just to buy time for these Democrats to pass something. Because if the Democrats in the Senate can pass their law before Texas enacts their law, it'll counter Texas's law. But if Texas can get their laws in before Democrats, then it's a pre-existing law. Right. And so there's this big thing. And then Democrats are like, oh, yeah, we got all of our big ticket items. Guess what? This senator's getting his bridge. This senator's getting his fund. This senator's getting his stuff. Oh, but we're going to get to voting rights in September. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Democrats have done what Democrats have always done is, yeah. is that they got themselves voted in mm -hmm. and then they have fucked right off with themselves. Right. And why would you not want to ensure that I can vote for you? I don't understand. Because how are you going to ask me for donations when you already know I'm cut out of the process? There's a there's a law that says it's illegal to assist somebody in voting in Florida. Mm -hmm. I'm blind. I need assistance. And like you can't carpool to vote anymore because three of the people can be charged with a felony for assisting you in voting, even if they're just riding with you. So yeah, how are you going to protect that? How are you? I'm not going to give you money if I'm not going to get a vote. And it's costing more and more for people to get their vote. And I can't get mine now at all. So why would I donate to Elizabeth Warren, who is now on vacation? Grand question. Why, you know, this is the class, like I said, this is the classic Democrat right here. Is this that they have, they got what they wanted you know they got mm -hmm. control of the house they got control of the senate slim majorities and then they just said cool thanks for getting us in we'll let you know when we need you mo need more of your money and you're like whoa 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 you know i needed voting rights i needed infrastructure i needed coronavirus relief mm -hmm. i needed i needed labor laws i needed i needed i needed i needed i needed and they've just gone straight yeah, thank you for calling, and we hear your concern, and we'll allow you to speak to a real person sometime between never and go fuck yourself. Oh, Jeffrey, you don't think that I call politicians every day and leave voice messages saying, come on the show and explain this stuff to me, right? Like, oh, I'm a single issue. I ask every politician to come on, and I, I can tell you it's been over 400 invitations. And I say, I simply say, I want to talk about disabilities and not mm -hmm. one, not one, not one. I've gotten a variety of responses. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't align with our messaging at the moment. Thank you for your concerns to straight out nothing. They don't want to talk to us at all about anything. It's because it was never about, it was never about talking and having a conversation. It was about mm -hmm. getting in, getting in power. And this was one of the things that we talked about, you know, during the run up to the election was, is right. that you know, neither of us were fans of the Democrats. Mm -mm. They had a little bit more human centric approach, but we knew what was going to happen the moment that they got voted in. Yeah. But all we kept saying is I would vote for a shoe over Trump. I don't care. And now we suddenly care. I was talking to uh, my friend Kai from inspirations beyond disabilities. And just in our conversation, she said, you know, the problem is they slid Joe Biden in at the last minute. None of us were rooting for Joe Biden. We all had a candidate that we liked. And at the last minute, Joe Biden was slipped in. And 
I think there's a certain percentage of the population that isn't real happy with that. You know what I mean? I liked Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand, man, I liked her a lot. So there was candidates that I liked even, um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of better O'Rourke, but he would have changed a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? There were yeah. better candidates than Joe Biden. I wasn't a fan of Pete Buttigieg. That was like one of the guys I was like, he's just too much talk and not enough. He's too much shine, not enough fucking machinery, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been proven right, Pete, by the way. So, I mean, it's just Democrats are, you know, it's this has been... Mm-hmm. This has just been classic textbook Democrat. And, yeah. you know, what they don't realize is, is that, you know, 2022 is theirs to lose. And everything that they're doing right now, mm-hmm. I'm honestly not going to be surprised if they retake the House and the Senate at this rate. But the thing is, is when they lose, they're going to blame it on the Republican suppression and suddenly make it a fight when it isn't. It's voter apathy. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and, and that's what happened in 2016. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't that, you know, there was any suppression in 2016. It was the fact, the fact of the matter was, is that the DNC said Hillary is going to be our candidate mm-hmm. and, and people were like, but Bernie, we wanted Bernie right. and everybody just went, mm, now you get Hillary. Yeah. And so yeah. people were like, okay, cool. Uh, this sucks. And then somebody hacked the DNC servers mm-hmm. to show that. They were like, yeah, no, Bernie's not getting it. Well, we're going with Hillary at all costs. And people went, okay, cool. I see how it is. I'm yep. staying home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then after that, Hillary said, I think I'm too scared to go to Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan to talk to those people that are on the fence. She lost like by 800 votes in districts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What just one of everybody said one, one appearance, where was she? She never came to Wisconsin at all, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's literally <clears throat> why I, I moved from Illinois. Illinois was so blue that Hillary Clinton was never going to go there. You know, she would go there for fundraisers. She'd go to Chicago a lot for fundraisers with big wigs, but never like give a speech out in a field or something. You know what I mean? Right. And then that's what we got. So that's how we got Trump. It's voter apathy. I said like 76 million voted for Trump, 84 million for Biden, but a hundred and whatever million didn't vote at all. That's the biggest voting block is apathy. Mm -hmm. And I'm there now. Right. You know, it's, uh, and, and that's, that's the unfortunate thing is, is mm-hmm. that, you know, there's going to be enough apathy come, come 2022 that I honestly think that mm-hmm. Republicans are going to, if they don't win both houses, they'll retake one of them. Right. Cause the people you gave money for to the bill's going to come due yearly, right? Like the tax credit, people are going to figure out where that falls. April 15th, 2022. <laughs> and right. Honestly, I keep saying it and I'm because I'm hoping somebody hears it. And that it it's you spent seven trillion dollars now and the homeless are still homeless, the sick are still sick, the disabled are still forced into poverty, and the average American is dealing with inflation right now. And I know that I know you can spin it and tell me inflation is temporary, but if if inflation is due to the demand between industrial and residential, and so when people went and worked to home, we had to switch our uh, industry to more residential 
And then we were going to go back to business. And then so people started shifting their business to like big rolls of toilet paper for offices instead of small rolls for home. And then the outbreak happened again. And now people are going back home and we're, we can't get it going. It's two gears. It's two different gears that we can't get going simultaneously. And that's a big problem with the inflation and economics needs stability. And if we can't get stable, then we're never going to have decent economics. And that's on Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. Welcome, I heard welcome that, to the shit show. Welcome to the shit show. And it's it's just, yeah, I, it's a lot of money to spend to not help anybody. So that's what bugs me. Let's see. So Matt Gates is about a month away from being indicted. Um, That'll Green, be interesting. Who's the guy? His his accomplice, the pimp. Uh, he uh, his his indictments went down from thirty three to seven, which is telling everybody that uh, somebody played. Let's make a deal. Yeah, that he's a pretty good cooperator. And the rumor is right now that Matt Gates is deciding between plea deal and fighting it. And I guess they're offering him a plea deal, not because he has bigger fish, but simply because they want to make it easier than a circus trial you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know which would you rather just seeing him leave office get indicted on lesser charges or see the full fight and take your risks on the double zero Ooh, i mean so this is this is where it gets really fun because Mm -hmm. i have no love of matt gates right but you know the legal process i know the legal process and i used to work for the defense Mm -hmm. so you know my opinions aside um honestly without knowing what the full evidence picture looks like like one of the things people have to keep in mind is is that whatever the plea deal is remember that when you plea guilty to something you lose your appellate rights you don't get to appeal uh, based on that so you have to then figure out how you have to figure out other ways in which whatever happened to you was unconstitutional gotcha so uh that that's going to be tough for Matt Gates mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, whatever he, if he does end up getting indicted and does play, let's make a deal, you know, he's going to, you know, his appellate rights are going to be a lot harder to maintain mm-hmm. in, in any way, shape or form. Yeah. <clears throat> whereas, people, oh, go ahead. Whereas if he goes to trial on it, um, there, I mean, uh, just depending on where he's at and what, what, uh, if it's the feds that are charging him, mm-hmm. you know, they could tack on more charges before he goes to trial. That oh, is yeah. always an option. And from there, then it's, you know, whatever the plea deal was, he needs to at least get convicted on that if he wants to win. And I say that because, you know, that's how you beat the plea deal. It, even if you get convicted on all the same stuff that you would have pled to, mm-hmm. you preserve your appeal your rights to appeal the case. And that's how Trump lives, right? Is that appeal. So everybody wants to do that. So, but that's, but that's harder. Um, you know, yeah. remember that the feds, the feds have a 97% conviction rate. So mm-hmm. 97% of the time when the feds charge you, you ain't walking out of there. Right. Not guilty. Most right. Of the so it's, you know, <clears throat> yeah. Um, other people are thinking that, they might be 
aiming their investigation towards more Florida Republicans, higher uh, adjacent, like you know, like uh, maybe in the governor role. <laughs> it's that's that's a level of speculation that's hard to put out there. I mean, oh, I, I, I think I think that's I think that one might be more wish on wish in one hand, shit in the other. Sure, but. I it's mean, the, it's the Venn diagram um, scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantos is in this circle. Matt Gates is in this circle. Other politicians attached to Matt Gates are in these circles. Some of them overlap, so we can speculate that there is a small percentage chance, and that's what Absolutely. people are reporting on. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's sorry. Uh, that's what happens from twenty four hours of guessing. You know, it's like right. okay, how far down the chain can we go? Okay, um, yeah, Maggie over at Dollar and Save knew Matt Gates once, so we're gonna question her as if she is something into this investigation. It's right. just we're all scouring everything for everything all the time, you know. Right. And, and as much as, as much as, you know, you have some hope that some of these other politicians have been doing awful things. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that po- that, that hope is often misplaced because you, it, it's like, you know, it was like the whole, you know, Russian collusion thing. It was that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, you were going to, we were going to be able to pin all of these things on Trump, this, that, and the other. And I said it was far more likely that there were a bunch of individuals lining their own pockets and Trump just had a really fucking terrible uh, mm-hmm. ability to pick people. And exactly. that's exactly what it turned out to be. Now, you know, is, is the, the grand question later has been, is there some sort of compromise that the Russians had on Trump? And mm, that's speculation. But exactly. five cabinet members of Trump's are indicted or being considered for indictment five, you know, mm-hmm. including the guy that bought a mattress from Trump hotel, a used mattress from Trump hotel, you know, right. or, or the guy that used to have the flag raised every time he went into his office or the guy that needed a secret phone booth. Like, yeah, there was a bunch of Elaine Chow because it was infrastructure week and she owned stone. You know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I just, that's not political. That's like somebody being just scamming the system and the system. And we pay, we all pay into that. Like Jeffrey, she stole $5 from you. She stole $5 from me, but she also stole $5 from the guy that gave $5 to Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. while you and I are out five bucks, they're out 10 bucks. And it, mm-hmm. like, if you, if you're getting screwed by the people you're supporting, you're, 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 it's costing you even more. And I'm right. just thinking about this now. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, as you know, I, I, I tell people don't get their hopes up on, on finding all of these, you know, everybody wants this to all be, you know, one perfect linear line. And a mm-hmm. lot of the times it's just, you know, it ends with an individual and y- as much as you yeah. want it, you know, you know, Occam's razor. The simplest solution is usually the correct one. Mm-hmm. As much as you know, as much as people wanted to play the whole Donald Trump is an absolute idiot and Donald Trump is a criminal mastermind that has far-reaching networks, it's like mm, I, I think Donald Trump looks mm, like a criminal mastermind because Vladimir Putin is making him look like a criminal mastermind. I just think he gets help. I think he gets help. I think he's being told what to say and he says it and everybody oh, else just follows. I, I, I think it's my speculation. I want to say that's my speculation is that I think somebody is coaching him as he goes. 
I, I, I think he got some help somewhere along the ways, but I don't think it would have been, I, I don't think it was criminal. In fact, I think that most of it had to do with the fact that number one, Trump is charismatic enough for, you know, the right <laughs> Weird. Trump, uh, Trump is able to rouse people, um, yeah. it, 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 to action mm-hmm. and, that is about as far as it went honestly like do i think that he has ab- uh, a responsibility for january 6th absolutely do i think that it was some sort of mastermind plan no okay i don't i don't think that he had some great mastermind planned uh for he this had hopes and, he had hopes and goals but the, oh, event, he had the event was organized. It just might not organized. have been organized to do that. Or it might have been organized and a percentage of the people hoped it would go that <clears> way. You know what I mean? So And that's and that's where that's where like you know he had enough he had enough people hanging hmm. on every word that like as as we start to see some of these plea deals come out of the Proud Boys and right. Oath Keepers, you know, there's nothing substantial that says yeah donald trump was like hey if you guys come do this i'm right. gonna make sure you can i'm gonna make sure that you can do this there's nothing like that that exists and most mm. and most likely like everything else trump has done he's gotten he got people worked up into a fervor they thought that he had their back mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't but he did his act but he was after he, kind of he, explain where he was coming oh from. he's he's an opportunist is what mm-hmm. he is. Right. And so all he needed was the opportunity that people would lose their fucking shit and storm the Capitol. Right. That's all he needed. Like it wasn't this great mass directive that a bunch of people are thinking that it is. Mm-hmm. It was literally get people worked up, hope that they go there, put the right, gremlin, ho- put the right gremlins in place and let them do what <clears throat> they do. Not, not even put the right gremlins in place. It was literally just, have get get some people to say just the right things have mm-hmm. him step up say just the right things and maybe just maybe they would you know make their way over and cause some shit right you no know, like by by some of the accounts the reason he was so happy you know he was like ecstatic that people were doing what they were doing mm-hmm. and it's you know that level of ecstasy isn't because you had this planned right what i'm saying is you can put a Molotov cocktail by the furnace and walk away and say, I'm not the one that blew up the house. Right. So you just, you put the right people in the right positions and let them be who they are and just watch the chaos happen. He didn't plan this insurrection, but they hoped for something that would be promotable. And that's the thing. It's that's how Donald Trump never gives direct orders. He just puts the right people in place. Roger Stone being in the right place and then bringing the Oath Keepers in was just a bunch of gremlins being put in the right place, doing what gremlins do. And Donald Trump was like, all right, I'll take that. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and like I said, he's an opportunist. Like this mm-hmm. was never, this was never some great grandiose plan that a lot of people are hoping that it is. Right. And the, the reality is, is that like everything else, I highly doubt that they're going to find anything that's going to put him as this master planner. I think that there's definitely, uh, an element of, um, dereliction of duty. Mm-hmm. And if they, oh, yeah. and I know they can prove that. That mm-hmm. that beyond a doubt is easy enough. Right. 
Uh, no, they're not. They're going to give him. They're going to get him civilly. They're not going to get him. And that's not the point. The point of all of these investigations is to get these people to plea out of office. We don't. We don't need Matt Gates charged with rape and sent to federal prison. We just need him out of office and ineligible to ever be in office you know mm -hmm. like andrew cuomo he was like don't impeach me because then i have a 18 million dollar war chest and i can run again in four years and everybody's like we got to get this guy impeached because he has an 18 million dollar war chest and can run again in four years yeah now that's andrew cuomo time to do some more democrat bashing by the way gross he's gross he's gross you know, when you, when you think back to the beginning of the pandemic and everybody, like, I don't know about your feed, but mine was everybody posting everything. Andrew mm -hmm. Cuomo. Right. And I'm sitting here going, man, all of you, you know, fanboying over these politicians looks real sus. Right. Like, it's not like, it's not good. Uh -uh. Like, like this is one of those things where it's like nobody should be excited to see what the next next day's news looks like in the time of a pandemic yeah. nobody should be like yeah we're going to make this ew no yeah. it's like hey here's the grim reality here's what i need you to do let's get this done right there was a lot of here's the grim reality but there wasn't a lot of this is what i need you to do you know <laughs> like, yeah it was a lot of focus on scare people into believing it's real yeah and so that's uh and so now all of those same people like i'm it's like fucking crickets now that you know you've got all of this sexual assault mm -hmm. and and the ag's report and now someone coming forward to hopefully have him charged mm -hmm. like all of the people that were sharing his clips saying this is how it's actually done and blah blah like there is not a fucking peep coming out of these people. Not a me too, not a nothing. Mm -mm. No. And that's, and that's how, and that's how Republicans go. This was never like, that's how they end up looking at this shit and going, yes. okay, this was never about sexual assault. This was never about me too. It was about the fact that you just don't like the Republican party. And mm -hmm. that's, and, and that's what it looks like. And that's what Trump lives on. I'm bad, but so are they look what they just did. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you, they literally, their own party is sitting there doing all of these awful things and nobody's going, well, hashtag me too, hashtag, mm -hmm. you know, time's up. Nobody's doing any of that. Right. And it's showing really badly. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you think about it, like, I know that you know, one of the things that people need to understand is, is that the impeachment of Cuomo is happening at a New York state level, whereas impeachment oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. happening at, happened at a federal level. I guarantee you, though, that the spin is going to be that, look, they're taking all of their time because they're trying to find an out for Andrew Cuomo and this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. But they were all gung-ho and destined, you know, they were just predetermined to impeach Trump as fast as they could. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally didn't have anything as damning as the AG's, the New York AG's report on Cuomo like you did with the impeachments of Trump. You did right. not have that documentation right in the same ways i mean literally that 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 document from the new york ag's office should have been all right boom we're moving into impeachment let's go mm. and they're like well we're gonna take our time we're gonna go through this mm. and i'm like in, in a and, fight, and i guarantee in, you republicans are gonna latch on to the fact that oh they're yeah taking their dear sweet time to give their guy all the outs in the world but they're never going to show that kind of mercy to republicans and mm -hmm. i guarantee you that you it's going to work. It is going to work. And 
you know, yes, Andrew Cuomo may actually get impeached over this, but the fact that they're going to do everything to take their dear sweet time mm-hmm. is going to play right into Republican hands. And, and the sad part is, is that it'll, it'll work. It'll be a perfect, it'll be a perfect fucking hit piece for mm-hmm. Republicans to pose on Democrats. And there's going to be enough disillusioned Democrats that are going to go, you know what? Yeah, that's right. This is bullshit. But right. then what they're going to do is instead of going, you know what? Maybe I need to look into a different party. They're going to go, you know what? Maybe I can handle the Republican party. Or what I believe. And it's just like, I don't want to be a Democrat. I can't be a Republican. I guess I'm out of the process. Yep, or that. And voila, you get that you know whole that? people stay home. I mean, right now, Democrats face a debt ceiling and Republicans are trying to negotiate that they'll, they'll pass the debt ceiling if Democrats agree to cut Medicare and Social Security. So that's what's up on the horizon for me. Which party do you think I want to be in? The one that's going to compromise with the people that want my safety net cut and gutted? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see a Democrat that is poised to stand up for the disabled people or the seniors that are on these things. You know, I heard Joe Biden talking about Medicare like he knew what Medicare was, and he said three things that just made me laugh. The first one was. If we can have Medicare negotiate prices, we can save the average person, (laughs) wait, 30%, right? But then he went on, he went on to say, if we can allow drugs from Canada, we can save an additional 65%. Now, I know most people aren't doing the math and Joe Biden might not put two and two together, but you're saying that I'm going to save 95% on my drug costs. And then you're saying, we're going to put a cap on what Medicare pays. Like you can, you can only charge Medicare $3,000 for any one person's prescriptions, but we fail to realize that Medicare only covers $3,000 a year per person for all of their medical costs. So if you're saying, you're saying I'm going to pay $3,000 a year in prescriptions, that means I'm paying out of pocket for literally everything else I do medically related, including doctor appointments, uh, blood draws, tests, you know what I mean? And so I don't think he understands what he's talking about exactly. And I would love somebody that can explain it to me in a way that makes sense. Do you think we could possibly save 95% on our, I was waiting for him to come up with one more percentage. So it would actually, we'd actually start earning money. Like they're going to pay you to get prescriptions. (laughs) Oh, this. So the first thing that he said is have Medicare negotiate the drug prices was Mm -hmm. probably the dumbest thing that I heard yet. Well, that's the mantra. If we get Medicare for all, we can negotiate the prices and that'll cut the cost. Oh, so, so Jason, tell me, um, do you have a Medicare pharmacy that you go to that is strictly Medicare? Mm-mm, no. Is, is there like a, is there a, 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 a store just labeled Medicare that you can walk into that has everything priced exactly as it's supposed to be? Mm-mm, no. Do you have any sort of hospital that is strictly a Medicare only hospital? No hospitals are scary. So let me get this straight. 
the people, the, the organization that literally has nothing, they don't ship prescriptions. They don't have doctors. They mm-hmm. don't have any of this think that they're going to actually have the ability to negotiate prices for their people who are literally going to regular ass pharmacies around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Medicare is administration administrative. Like there is no boots on the ground action. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, they say, like, if you get rid of all insurance and give a Medicare for all, you're going to reduce the administrative costs, right? But I think you're just kind of shifting cost and you're growing a new administrative thing. And like you said, then we give the government more money for that. And then they give us a little bit back. That's how it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so their, their goal is to get the most for their money by paying less right and negotiating this stuff yeah the way they're negotiating isn't for me there's nobody at medicare that's individually fighting for me they're just fighting for a basic average yep in which case you know what have we talked about in the past Hmm. it's like the fact the matter is, is is that unless you have some type of centralized system where this stuff can be negotiated, distributed, right? None of it makes any sense because what what are they going to do? They're going to negotiate prices. Okay, cool. So does that mean that they're going to require all of these uh, drug providers to now ship their Medicare priced medicines mm-hmm. to all of these pharma pharmacies around the world? No, that doesn't make or, or around the United States. It doesn't make any sense, right? Physically speaking, it does not make a damn bit of sense in order to be able to do that. Mm. So. As much as you would, as much as we would all love for that to be a thing, it's not going to be a thing. Like you have to have, you have to have some type of mechanism in which you're at, you're negotiating the prices for everybody mm-hmm. because, okay, cool. So how many people are in Medicare? I, I have no idea. 38 million disabled people. So <clears throat> Let's let's just say that maybe there there's maybe 50 million people on Medicare, right? Well, there's a lot of seniors on it, so I would say I would say closer to 7500. 75 75 million? Yeah, yeah, just between okay. the seniors and the disabled people and the combination of the two, you know. So so what you're going to end up 50 is yeah. easier to do the math quicker on this. It doesn't it, it really <laughs> No, it, I mean, the thing is, it, it's not about the math. It's about understanding the the fact that you have 75 million people that are going to be, you know, potentially negotiated under mm-hmm. for one set of pricing. But then you have the way that that's going to get offset is the the other, you know, 275 million people mm-hmm. that are that are in the country are going to see their prices go up. Because yep. they're going to make that up elsewhere is what's going to happen. And what will happen is there'll be a product marketed towards those people and then a cheaper product negotiated for the poorer people. Like there's Viagra and then there's generic Viagra, you know, generic Viagra works. All right. And Viagra, you're going to kill yourself. You know what I mean? So it'll just be marketed that way. And there'll be a two tier medical system as there always was. Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, thank you for being here. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna record our next episode coming up soon and it's gonna start with one word afghanistan <laughs> to those who would tear the world 
This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. Nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, you nobody, is gonna hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public access America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Smart Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 